Welcome to America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry and a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for tuning in and uh, really appreciate you being out there. If you like the podcast, make sure you share it with your friends. Tell them about it on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook and whatever else internet related mechanism you have. Well, I've seen a trend in some postings on Facebook, and and maybe you have too. People are posting infographics that say, if we are truly a Christian nation, then we shouldn't mind paying more in taxes to help the poor. There's another variation of this that talks about our biblical responsibility to take in Syrian refugees because God tells us in the Bible to be hospitable to strangers. Now, I think this idea is making a mistake. It's confusing the responsibilities of individuals with the responsibilities of governments. Now, some of the people posting may be making in an honest mistake. Maybe they've never had that idea respectfully and properly challenged. I also believe if some of the people making these posts, some of them may not actually be Christians. They may be making their arguments in a sarcastic, ironic way, to shame the pious, high and mighty, backwards religious zealots. So I want to share with you the idea of why a Christian government responsibility is a flawed idea. And since I'm talking to both a religious and a secular audience, I'm going to demonstrate it both logically and theologically, the two different ways that it's wrong. Let's start with the idea of governmental charity. The argument goes... We must be a charitable society, and so various government programs, from food stamps to Medicare, should be expanded. We should be a charitable society, so we should let in immigrants and refugees on an unlimited basis. Well, here's a problem with that logic. Government cannot be charitable. Why not? Well, because government doesn't actually own anything of its own. All of the government's money and thus all of its power comes from the people, but not voluntarily. It comes from taxation, which is a form of government coercion. We give our money to the government not out of a sense of charity, but out of a fear of imprisonment. It is the threat of that violence that gets us to fill out our W-2. So according to the legal argument, the fruit of the poison tree, government can't commit charity by committing coercion first. If the tree is poisoned, the fruit is poisoned. The government's funds were gathered by threat of violence. They can't then become benevolence. You are still forcing people to give their money to someone else under threat of violence. Even if that person receiving the money is more needy and deserving, the violent act hasn't gone away. The government is not like the United Way. The United Way receives its funds from people who give voluntarily. They then give it to other charities, and it thus remains charitable. Not so with the IRS. So that's the logical flaw. What about the theological mistake? Here it is. Individuals have responsibility to God. Governments don't. If you believe in Jesus and you honor God, you have a place secured for you in heaven. 
Governments don't. Governments can't go to heaven or hell. There is no place for the United States of America inside the kingdom of heaven. Our territory is here on earth. And it doesn't matter how stealthy our bombers become because we're, we're not going to be able to change that fact. So while individuals have a responsibility to God, governments don't. Let me give you two examples of this idea from the Bible. The first is in the Old Testament. Second is in the New Testament. Let's start with the first one. King David was in trouble. He was in trouble with God. God had sent down an angel to smite Israel because of something David had done. David repented and was told he needed to make a sacrifice of a lamb. He happened to be on a farmer's property at the time, and the farmer said, here, take my lamb, sacrifice it. David, the king, said, I can't make a sacrifice to God that costs me nothing. So he bought the lamb from the farmer and then offered it up. David, the king, could have coerced the lamb from the farmer, but then it wouldn't have been a sacrifice. David, the man, had to buy the lamb first in order for it to be sacrificial. How about the New Testament? You've probably heard the quote from Jesus, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, render unto God what is God's. He's, he's saying, don't confuse paying taxes with tithing or duty to the Almighty. Notice he didn't say render unto Caesar so that, rent, that Caesar could render under God for you. That's not how it works. The government can't satisfy your requirements to God, and God doesn't even want it to try. There's a separation there. There's a reason why the separation of church and state is a good idea. The state can't fulfill an individual's responsibility. Indeed, government's responsibility isn't to God, but to protect and serve its own people. While we individually have an obligation to be hospitable to strangers that arrive on our doorsteps needing help, our government has a responsibility to protect us from strangers who seek to do us harm. 